When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Major trade. Uh, Yannick Ngatwe. Declan Goff. Uh, it's Zolgad and Declan here. We are here to talk about this trade. Um, so I woke up this morning at about 8 or so. Good for you. I was more of I was more of 10 a.m. for me today. Well, good for you. And I did have some beers last night, and I figured I woke up, let the dog outside, thought to myself, I'll go back to bed. But before I go back to bed, why not take a look at Twitter, right? See what's going on. See if something happened. Well, wow. So I believe the initial reports, if I'm correct on the timeline here, came out, uh, Dex, about 6 a.m. I think it was Schefter that the Vikings have made a major trade. They've gotten what I think we can all say at 25 is, is probably the elite um, pass rusher who is on the market. They give up a, a 2021 second round pick. They give up a 2022 conditional fifth round pick, which could get all the way up decks to a third round pick. If the Vikings win a Super Bowl, which, which will happen, happen, obviously, so it'll, it, it will be a third round pick is what yeah. I'm saying. Well, and you will give up the third round pick <laughs> in a heartbeat then. Um, your initial impressions after seeing this trade, though, and the fact that the Vikings went from, I think, having some questions as to who was going to rush from that right end side to to now for this year, seemingly having a pair of 25 year old studs in Daniil Hunter on the left side and Yannick, Yannick Ngakwe on the right side. I mean, they didn't just replace Everson Griffin here. They upgraded. I mean, they, they literally upgraded with one of the more elite defensive ends in the NFL. And I mean, yes, we have made a little bit of chatter on what's going on with Daniil Hunter. He's been absent for the majority of training camps. Is it a contract issue? Is it this little tweak? What's going on? And I think for now, at least, we can just put that aside and just understand that the Vikings have essentially two Pro Bowl, first, second team caliber, all pro ends now on both sides that are 25 years old. Now, how we, I know that they're going to restructure his contract from that tender. And that's the goal. That's why he was basically traded here. But I am curious how that all does fit in long-term, but Brzezinski is a wizard Judd, as we know, and I'm sure he will figure out how to, how those puzzles shape out. Something has to give here, Dex. And I don't know if, I don't know if what you said is true and it might be, and that's the fact that Hunter might have a tweak, but he is also staging a, I've got a tweak. I'm not playing for this contract. Um, something has to give here. Now, now, the Vikings, I believe, if I've got this right, came into today, so as of midnight Sunday, with just over $12 million in salary cap space, okay? 
Yannick Ngakwe had been franchised. He had had the franchise tender slapped on him by Jacksonville. He wanted out. He hadn't even signed that. But if I'm not mistaken, that was something like 17.2 mil. He agreed to sign the franchise tender, which, by the way, is the only contract that he can play under 2020. He can't get a multi-year contract until March of 21. Uh, But he can agree to restructure the one-year contract, which he did. I believe Ian Rapport of NFL Network had it coming down by like three mil. Okay? So I think salary cap-wise, the Vikings are going to have to restructure one more player. And our, our friend Courtney Cronin of ESPN speculated or was told by somebody, by a source, that it might be Riley Reef who might get restructured, which makes sense here. Um, this is very much an interesting move because it's definitely an all-in move for 2020 that I did not see coming. But to what you're saying, Dex, and this is where come next March or before it's going to play out in a very interesting way, is the salary cap looks like it could go down as low because of the pandemic of $175 million per team in 2021. I believe it, it's going into this year at 198.2, and the Vikings are above that. So they've got to get below that. In other words, somebody has to go. And I will say this, Dalvin Cook's people two weeks ago, Declan Goff, should have taken what the Vikings offered and said, thank you very much, where do we sign? Because I'll start by saying... Where's the money going to come from for Dalvin? And we all know that if Zim has his choice, Zim, I can give you a running back. He's really, really good. Or Mike, come here. I can give you Yannick Ngakwe from the right end to rush. Mike's going to be like, let me think about that. I will take Ngakwe. So something, something or someone or some things plural have to give here. Uh, and I am guessing that we are in for a very interesting decision. I also think that Dalvin Cook is now destined to play under the, I think it's a $1.3 million deal in the final year of his contract. I'm thinking that he is stuck there and that he is going to be the first domino to sort of fall as far as too bad, so sad, should have taken the offer. Just again. Right. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good, it's pretty good effect speculation just because I, I think that Dalvin, you know, wanted more money and unfortunately the Vikings were only able to offer so much and and this is just again yeah more it doesn't it shouldn't overshadow the acquisition of Ngakwe because he's a very very good player but I think I think most people are looking at this after the initial shock of wow that's a big trade and wow we're less than two weeks from the season and that's that's significant you don't see that too often to the point of wait a minute how how is this going to work contract <laughs> I mean I mean seriously how is this going to work with Ngakwe with Dalvin Cook with just your long-term financial commitments as is it's already in a tough spot for them to be in. So I think it's, it's normal for any other football fan, whether you're a Vikings fan or just an NFL fan, to figure out, well, how the heck does he fit in to the salary cap structure? Um, that being said, I am curious how quickly he is able to pick up a playbook and get ready to go. Because I think in football, Judd, it's, those, it's the one sport that when we hear, number one, you don't see in-season or trades like this pre, pre-week one. There's a reason why the NFL trade deadline is the most boring of all the systems. It's because they just don't really happen too often. So I'm curious how quickly Ngakwe can adapt to a Zimmer defense. Like, I, I know he's already a freak of nature. It shouldn't be that difficult of a transition. But I do think we underestimate how hard it is to pick up a new NFL playbook and start and go, even if it's someone as smart and as talented as Ngakwe. I'm just curious to see how quickly he's able to learn the playbook and be an impact player right away. Because that, that does take time, and I think we a, lot, we a lot of the times underestimate it. So I think if he was a cornerback or played a different position, I think that your point is uh... – very valid decks. 
My guess is the words rush the passer are pretty simple. But like, I'm sure there's sure. going to be some intricate, th this is how we zone blitz or defend the pass and things like that. But I think this really comes down to a guy who you're week one, which is now what, two weeks from today, when uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers come to U.S. Bank Stadium, I think you're just going to say, rush him, rush the passer. And here's the thing, too. I'm willing to bet that that a lot of the Vikings opponents uh, spent the last few months starting to game plan just for strategies and things and saying, well, we can now take all of all of the resources that we put on the Griffin side and Hunter and put them all on Hunter's side, right? Because Afadi not going to scare you. So if you're the Packers or the Bears or Detroit, you probably said, oh, boy, Griffin's gone. Afadi might be okay. I don't know. But we are going to put everything that we possibly can on the right side because um, because Daniel comes from that left end. Today throws that, if you're an opposing team, into shambles because you're right. They, they didn't just replace Griffin today. They upgraded. This kid's 25. This kid had um, eight sacks in 15 games last year, and he was hurt. This kid hated playing in Jacksonville, and he played that well. Right. So I think you're right. I, I think that there is no question that the Vikings upgraded at that spot. And uh, if you're a tackle now, you know, for the Packers or the Bears or the Lions or a Vikings opponent, if you're the uh, offensive tackles, this is a potential nightmare because now you, you've gone from Hunter Griffin being a pain to a bigger pain. Yeah, and I think pass rushers, too, are just that new wrinkle in, in today's NFL that always evolves into, you know, well, first it was having a line, then it was cornerbacks, and then it was hard-hitting linebackers, and now it's obviously back to rushing the pass. You saw what the Packers did last year, getting Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and we saw how many times they attacked Kirk Cousins at U.S. Bank Stadium last year. Um, they, they, made it, they made it hard on opposing quarterbacks. And, yeah, I think a lot of teams probably looked at the Viking situations, most notably NFC North teams, and said, okay, they lost Everson Griffin. They still have Daniel Hunter, who I think everyone can recognize is obviously top five at what he does at his position. But how are they going to replace it? Well, now you got Ngakwe, and it makes it that much more difficult to game plan. And those are these are now two guys that you can get creative with, like you saw in the Saints game, where then they switched them up. You have obviously Daniel going on the other side, and then Everson rushes. Like they can get so creative with how they want to rush the quarterback. To your point of you know like how how difficult is it to pick up a new playbook, new system, and go you're probably right that in the fact of go get the quarterback. It's not like a wide receiver. It's not like a, a, or a lineman where you're trying to learn new schemes. If it's a zone blocking scheme or whatever it is, it's, it's go get the quarterback. Let's just focus right on that, right? We know you can go get the quarterback. He's also forced a ton of fumbles, I know, too. I think only three other players in the NFL that you had in your note uh, had forced more fumbles. So the guy just has a nose for 14, football making plays. 14, 14. This kid can make plays. This guy is going to be an upgrade and good. The other thing that this does now, too, is it buys you time with your young cornerbacks, right? Right. Because if I can get to the quarterback now, guess what? He, do, he does not have time to dissect uh, the Gladneys and the Dantzlers. Right. And so short of, of going out and getting an impact corner, this really should help. Because, because if I can get my two ends now rushing and, and in the face of the Rodgerses and the Staffords and whoever the hell the Bears are going to start, that's a big difference now. And so I've helped myself immensely in my secondary by getting more pressure from my my outside 
rushers, which is going to be huge. So this is, look, I will say this. We, you know what? We can criticize the Vikings all we want. And we'll, they've got some faults, and they certainly have. But where I will where I will sing their praises, and I actually did a column about this uh, today after the trade was uh, was first reported for scorenorth.com, Dex, where I will sing their praises is, since the Wilfs bought this team in 2005, Declan, they have been unafraid to make impact moves like nobody else in this town consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, some have worked. Favre in 2009. Um, Cousins, you know, I mean, he's not a, he's not perfect, but that was an impact move. And it was, a, I think we can all definitely agree, an upgrade from Keenum, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'll go back to, and this move is very remindful, if this works contractually, um, this move is very remindful of the April 2008 trade with KC. Jared Allen was unhappy there. Jared wanted out. The opportunity sort of just plopped itself on the Vikings' front doorstep, and they they left. I mean, they made that trade, and that trade for a long time was a great trade. And now this is obviously all going to come down to now with this contract and the last year being restructured, how they plan on keeping this kid or if they do or not. But if they do, this is the type of trade and move that since 2005, the Vikings have regularly pounced on. And I think they deserve a lot of credit because when teams don't make these moves, Declan, when given the opportunity, how often do we in the media or sports fans say typical team X, right? They're not aggressive. They don't care. They don't blah, blah, blah. Um, I think rightfully so. A lot of us have asked a lot of questions about what the Vikings intent for 2020 is. Cause I, I do believe that before this morning, they set up pretty doggone well for 2021. Uh, but there were some things about 2020 Pierce opted out the cornerbacks where I think we all rightfully so said, are they really trying to win th- this year? Well, today's move is another one of these. Let's dive into the deep end of the pool and try it. It might work. It might not. But it takes guts, and I give the Vikings under the Wilfs a lot of credit for having guts and making moves that excite a fan base. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely going to a good point that they are the probably the most aggressive and and more more calculated owners too. It's not they're, they're going to be aggressive and make some silly decisions. We've seen that happen numerous times among Minnesota sports teams, but they're very calculated. They know what they're doing. They also have a great front office, and even yeah, secondary moves. You know, we brought we know the Favre and the Cousins and. And those trades, but then you you always forget about Jared Allen. You kind of forget that they also traded to get Sam Bradford. You 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 aren't they're not afraid to go out to the free agency, get someone like Bernard Berrien, and like spend a lot of money on a position that you need. Like they they are definitely the owners. If you are asking for them to do something, I think they usually do it. The only criticism is is even though they have they have attacked the offensive line, they've they've drafted, they've signed free agents. It just maybe hasn't panned out, but they've always had the willingness to yeah. go and do it which I do, do think gets lost in translations a ton with normal Vikings fans is like, oh, well, they never addressed the offensive line. Like, no, they have. It's just they've thrown a lot of darts and it's missed, unfortunately. But you, yep. can't, you can't knock them for not trying to throw the dartboard and just patchwork it. The Wilfs, I, I think, are asked to do things by Spielman, Zimmer, and company, right? Right. And the Wilfs, ordinarily, I think, as far as I can tell, say, so, so like, you're right. If we want to dissect the um, lack of offensive line impact moves in the last eight, nine, ten years, we definitely can. But that's not them saying no. I don't think that's that's Spielman and his people choosing what they're going to pursue. And look, I'm sure Zim signed that extension and Rick did too in the last what month or so. And I'm sure Mike said this defense is not up to snuff. And guess what, boys? I coach defense. So so yeah. 
I'm with you completely if we want to dissect what they don't do. But that's not the Wills. That's that's the uh, football ops people. But I just think it's a lot of fun to wake up on a Sunday morning and see that the team that you cover, or if you're a fan, your favorite team has made this move. Because it feels it feels like we live in a town where we're often very critical of the fact that it seems to be somebody else. In the Vikings case, the Vikings are often the team that makes the bang move. And as you said as well, and I did too, sometimes it works, sometimes it does not work. But it's damn fun, and it makes it exciting. Yeah, and that's that's and that's what you want to see too, especially if we we haven't been able to see preseason games and all this stuff. It's been obviously an awkward, horrible year for the for the better part of everything involved, and for them to go out and make a, a splash move like this in Ngakwe, and you know, I'm sure he'll, you know, God willing, we're going to be starting here in you know less than two football starts in less than two weeks. The Vikings play the Packers here in two weeks from the day as we're recording this, so I'm hoping Ngakwe is on the field. And I'm excited to see uh, him bringing down twelve with a ninety nine little sandwich there. I can't wait, a little Aaron Rodgers sandwich. Well, I don't want to hurt the guy. I don't want to hurt him. Is Barr going to come in and slam 12 down now? Hey, you know, I, I respect Aaron Rodgers, the, the guy. I just said maybe he should be sacked a little bit more at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's all. I enjoy it. All right. We're, we're going to uh, wrap things up here. Again, the Vikings, if you have not heard, have a deal to. It's not been made official yet as we record this, just to be clear. Uh, but multiple reports and the Vikings basically confirming uh, Inik Ngakwe, who was the unhappy defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is now the happy Defensive end, we think, for the Vikings. Uh, plenty more reaction to this on Monday as well. Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily at their ordinary times. So you can definitely find those. But we just wanted to have an emergency um, uh, Purple Daily podcast to touch on this. He's Declan Goff. I'm Judd Zolgan. We will talk 